Welcome to today's daily audio podcast with Pastor Ken Spicer. We invite you to search the scriptures daily and allow God's love, grace, and favor to be the hallmarks of your life. Now prepare your hearts to hear a word from God today. Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast this morning. Hopefully you're starting off the day right. Obviously if you're listening to this, uh, you are. Uh, So glad you can be with me. Hopefully you were able to be with us last night. We had John Norman from Hillsong Cape Town for... Um, the last time probably in quite a while we will have him, but it was nice to, to have him back so soon, and uh, hopefully you were able to be there with us last night. At any rate, let's pick it up now. Yesterday we stopped at verse 13, just sort of to get us going here. I want to read that again. This is, remember, after Peter had spoken, also after Paul and Barnabas had spoken, and then uh Everybody had become silent, and James answered and said, Men and brethren, listen to me. So he establishes himself as sort of the final authority here in the church, which is a great uh, way to lead, to listen to those around you, to assess what they're saying, even if they're conflicting. In this case, they are not, but even if they are, uh, and then to formulate through the leading of the Holy Spirit a direction that you should go. So uh, many times the leader should be the quietest person in the room, listening to everybody's input and encouraging passionate debate and then uh, sifting through all of the detail to come up with the right direction and the and the answer so at any rate for, verse 14 says simon this is now a quote uh, by james he's speaking here simon has declared how god at the first visited the gentiles to take out of them a people for his name now again this is referring to acts chapter 10 And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, After this I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. Verse uh, 16 continues, I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up. Verse 17, So that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who dwell who does all these things. Now that's a quote. Uh, James is speaking this, but he's quoting from the prophet Amos, chapter number 9. So just to be clear, the plan of God all along was to reach the Gentiles. Um, Yes, he came and intended to do that from the Jews outward, and thats I don't have any problem with that, but it does not mean that he loves the Jews more. It just meant that there was a process and a procedure that he was following that started with the Jews and then included everybody. And so... um, we see that James is referring to that here. He's noticed that everything that, that these guys do comes back to Scripture. In other words, the Bible interprets the Bible. So in your own life, when you're dealing with situations, go back to what the Word says. Don't be afraid to go back and, and review what God has said about those particular things. Uh, now, he is, um, in the New Testament, going back to a prophecy of the old, but it's promising the grace of God. It's looking forward to these things. So stand on the word, friend. Know that God's word has an answer for everything that you face. Now, uh, James goes on here in verse 18. Known to God from eternity are all his works, verse 19. Therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled and from blood. For Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach 
him in every city, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. So I think, let me just touch this a little bit that he's talking about. They're deciding not to put this yoke of circumcision on the Gentiles. But then he's, he, and again, we talked about um, meat uh, offered to idols, and I mentioned that yesterday, and how Paul clarifies that in 2 Corinthians 8. But then he adds in sexual immorality here and from things strangled and from blood. Well, the bottom line is, uh, even in grace, sexual immorality is not good. Um, and I, I think essentially what we see here is the reason they're throwing in the, the, the meat offered to idols and to abstain from those things is simply because the, the law of Moses is read every Saturday in the, in the synagogues of the Jews, wherever they may be. And so what James is pointing out here, and I think what, what Peter and, and James, uh, or Peter and uh, Paul even were getting to, is that yes, the Gentiles are full on in, but if we are going to reach more Jews and be able to bring unity in the body, just be mindful. Again, Paul says, if it's going to offend my brother, it'd, it'd be better if I never eat, ate meat again. Now, sexual immorality is a little differently than eating something offered to idols because it is just uh, flat wrong. And again, under grace, it's not the unpardonable sin. In fact, it never was. But um, it is very destructive to a person. Uh, it, you know, we understand that sin is sin, and, and everything sort of carries the same weight before God. But the effects of certain sins on a person are different. Are different, and that's just the case. And so, sexual immorality. And I don't understand all the nuance of that, but if you read the New Testament, even Paul's writings, you realize that, that sexual immorality, when, when Paul starts talking in Corinthians about um, your, your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit and, and not be joined to something that's not godly and this and that, he's not elevating the sin of sexual immorality. What he's pointing out is the destructive effects of sexual immorality not just on the people in our own lives, our, our spouses, our children, our relationships that we have at work and at church and so forth, but the effects of that sin upon our own body. Uh, it, it has a different type of effect. It affects our mind differently. And so these are things that, that Paul is saying, listen, uh, if we're, or James is saying, if we're going to be um, able to walk in the unity of the family here, then we need to lay down just some rudimentary expectation. Uh, and of course, then Paul, as he writes on in the New Testament, some of this stuff, stuff becomes more clear, of course, but they are not trying to put them back under the, the law, I guess, is the important point here. They are just trying to give them some ground rules of, let's call it reasonable service, reasonable commitment and faithfulness so that they can walk in unity with the Jewish brethren without offending them and and again honoring the conscience of these Jews that might be highly sensitive to something offered to idols or even a person even a Gentile coming out of idol worship might be very sensitive to meat offered to idols so James is just saying for the sake of unity and peace let's not do those things sexual immorality is sort of thrown in there in the middle I find intriguing I would encourage you to study that out. Uh, again, it's by grace that we are saved, but there are things that are very destructive in our lives that God simply wants us to stay away from, and, and we can do that. Grace has empowered us to do that. And, um, and, and of course, all these guys are, are 
boned up on all their Moses doctrine for sure. So they're all going to be sensitive to some of those things. So it's just a, a matter of walking in wisdom, I believe is what James is saying here. Verse 22, then it pleased the apostles and elders that with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who also was named Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. And so now they're going to write a letter and send them with this letter to the Gentiles, greeting them and sort of laying these things out. So we're going to hold up here for today. But just understand this, my friend, that as you go into your workplace today, there could be people engaging in idolatry. There could be people engaging in sexual immorality. Again, the idea here is not to call down judgment upon them and make them feel like they're cut off from the heart and the hope of God, because nobody ever is, but just minister grace into that situation. Minister love and hope and healing into those situations because all these things, immorality, of course, uh, idolatry, of course, all these things have a high cost to a person's soulish realm, their mind, their will, their emotions. They're going to be heavily laden with condemnation. Just remember that Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, because my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And so anytime you're preaching the gospel, if you ever start feeling like you're putting a heaviness on somebody, then stop, back off, or just back up a little bit and start over, and make sure that you're offering them hope from the heart of God. It'll change their life. And you'll see it before your very eyes. So anyway, friends, God bless you. Thank you for your time today. We'll try to get through this, uh, uh, another good portion of this chapter tomorrow and probably finish it up on Monday. So at any rate, have a great day. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning right here on the podcast. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We pray you are blessed by God's word. For more information, visit our website at www.newcreationca.org.